hope you've had a fantastic, fantastic week and uh, uh, just enjoying uh, life. Isn't the weather amazing? Hallelujah. <laughs> Welcome to Britain. Uh, but if you're English, I'm sorry. But uh, it's just, it's, I just woke up this morning. The rain was there. We had Anita Shukabundering so she could clear the rain for sign up uh, Sunday. So she did it. But it was pretty heavy rain. So she's cleared most of it uh, away in Jesus' uh, Jesus name. But isn't it great to have Mr. and Mrs. Whedon back from their honeymoon? Stand up, guys. Let's uh, give them a twirl. Give them a twirl. And just back from honeymoon. And oh, my goodness, Jesus. Well, they've, they've been great, settled back into life at uh, uh, home, and uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, having a great time, amen, <laughs> hallelujah. Okay, so um, uh, again, I, I, uh, let's just pray and get into uh, the Word. Hey, just before that too, by the way, well, the, tomorrow we're going to America, Anita and I, we're going to uh, America, someone needs to go there, amen, and, and uh, we're going <laughs> to go there, and what an interesting time to go there, we've been invited to uh, speak at Pastor Jim and Tamara Crash Church in Victoria, Texas, great church uh, uh, there, and so looking, looking forward to that, and um, then we're going to speak at his conference, significant church conference there, so that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty cool, but we'd appreciate your prayers, a little bit nervous, haven't uh, done that before, especially with all the, you know, what's happening there at the time, having the right word in the right season uh, at this time. And as Callan alluded before, I was going to sort of not mention it, but he mentioned it, but I put my back out yesterday when I was rushing to a fire call. I went to pick up my gumboots and went, ooh, ooh, ooh not going anywhere, not going anywhere. <laughs> so I turned up here today, I was pretty sick, they prayed for me over there, but I must say, well, I'm ready to preach right now, come on, come on, buddy. Oh, Jesus, that, that long trip was, uh, I was thinking, oh, how am I going to do that? They're going to have to carry me off the plane, which wouldn't be the first time it has happened uh, before. So Lord Jesus, as we come to your word today, speak to us. We want to hear from you, shift stuff in our lives. And uh, Father God, help us again to have our eyes on you, the author and finisher of our faith. We love you, Jesus. You are amazing. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give him a clap and say, God, you are worthy. It's a sign of worship. Clap your hands, all you people. And we shout unto you, God, and say, you're amazing. We thank you for what you've done in and through our lives. So we're kicking off our second year as um, Connect Church and on that Connect Church journey. And I just wanted to remind us of the heartbeat of what we're, we're about at the close of last year. And I'll be recapping some things uh, I said, if someone was to ask me, what are we about? What's the dream? What do we want to do at Connect Church? If someone was to ask me that question, I, I'd say really this. We, we want to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. That's what we want to do. In a nutshell, that is what we want to do. And I spoke from Habakkuk 2 verse 2, which says this, write the vision down, make it plain. Make it plain, make it plain, make it clear so when people read it, when they see it, they'll be able to run with it. It's not complex, it's bring it down to a simple, if you like, statement so that, so that in another version it says, put it in bold print so that when people see it, we'd be, they'd be able to run with it, they'd understand it, get it in their heart and be able to run with it. And I said this, I said as leaders, it's not our job to create purpose for the church. I don't believe it is, but rather we are to discover his purpose. Come on, somebody. We're to discover his purpose for the church. After all, Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. 
It's his church. It's not my church. It's his church. He died for it. And how many know he's going to return for it? Come on. It's his church. And so he has a vision for his church. And Christ has a specific purpose in mind for his church. And our purpose as Connect Church should always, always, everybody say always, should be derived from his purpose. And we saw that his purpose comes from two things, two things, the great commandments and the great commission. And that we can sum up all of really what God wants to do in those two statements. Remember, someone asked Jesus, what was the most important thing? Teacher, tell us what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God. In Matthew 22, verse 36, in fact, he repeated the Shema. This was not something new. This was something uh, uh, the Shema, uh, a Jewish uh, man and woman say it every morning when they wake up and every night before they go to, uh, go to sleep. So uh, this was not something new. But basically, he was saying, here's the most important thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Now, I think in 2017, that's a good place to start. If you're coming into 2017, I think it's a good place to just pause for a moment and see La and go, do I love you with all of my heart? And areas of your life, or are there areas of my life that are contained? Are there areas of my life, yeah, I love you a little bit, yeah. I like, I, I, I sometimes, it's because I've said sometimes we can treat God like a lawyer. We only call him when we need him. Can I hear an amen on that one? Not you, but maybe in other places. I don't know. But, but we've got to uh, understand, do we love the Lord our God with all of our heart? Really? Really? And people can say, oh, that, that's a bit bit of pressure pastor but but the reality is Jesus did the same to Peter he said Peter do you love me do you love me and Peter got sort of insulted I I don't know why he just denied him just a little bit uh, before but Peter was like really of course I love you no no do you love me maybe that's a good place to start even today and just go if, if, if we don't get anything else out of today but just go God do I love you have I submitted my life to you? Have I, have I given my all to you? Or are, are there bits that uh, you can have this bit, that bit, this bit, but not that bit. I'm keeping that for myself. Do you love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength? And that, that was the, the great commandment. With, with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love other people. All the law of the prophets hang on these two commandments. And then he went on to the other important thing is the Great Commission. I'm just recapping a bit of what we talked about just to refresh us as we launch into the year. Matthew 28, verse 18, the Great Commission. It says this, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything. Can I just say, this is not just for pastors. This is not just for the Christian professionals. This is for every believer. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, I think it's possibly for you also. I th- I'm pretty, pretty sure. Come on, don't be shy. Now tap your neighbor and say, I think it's for you. It is, it is. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I said this, a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will grow a great church. Now, that's a fantastic place to say amen right there. And if so, our mission, our response to the great commandments and the great commission, we want to make it plain so that Connect Church can connect with the vision so that we might read it and run. 
And so when we spoke about that, we, we put it like this. We want to connect people to Jesus. What are we about? What's our dream? We want to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. Now, here's the thing. I want to make it clear today that this is not just a statement so we can go, oh, we've got a statement now. Oh, let's hang it on the wall somewhere and go, that's nice. If that's all it is, really it's meaningless. Really, it has no impact. Really, it has, it's just something that we'll put up there and we'll, we'll forget after uh, a while. And, 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 and what I want to do this morning is really say to you that this is way more than just a statement. What I'm trying to do is give you a call to action. I'm trying to give you a call to action so that we as uh, 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 disciples and followers of Jesus might heed the commands of Jesus. That mean we might walk in the ways of Jesus. In Luke chapter 2 verse 49, it tells us Jesus as a young boy was about his father's business. They remember they lost him at the, uh, and didn't know where, where Jesus was and they found him at the temple and he's like, didn't you know where I'd be? I'm giving you the Adam International version, but didn't you know where I'd be? I'm, I'm about my father's business. And see my thing, when we look at Jesus, we can see he was passionate about the house of God. He was, his desire and heart was for the house of God. And, and the reality is if we're to be like Jesus and we are following the same Jesus, I pray to our heart and our passion, come on somebody, and our desire would also that we would be about the Father's business. As someone said, if you're to do something well, you have to have your heart in your business and your business in your heart. And I pray the Father's house is in our heart. It's part of our business, the stuff that we want to do. And it's important for us to grasp here today. Why? Because you'll connect church. You'll connect church. Connect church is not a building. It's not this place, it's not these uh, uh, four walls that we have around Connect. This is where Connect Church meets corporately. It's where we, where we gather in our services and uh, during the course of the week. But this building, this is probably a good place to say amen too. This building is not Connect Church. You're Connect Church. Connect Church is you beautiful people and it's never been about the steeple. Can I hear an amen? You are Connect Church. You and I are Connect Church. And if we're to connect people to the life-saving, chain-breaking, bondage-snapping power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and help people find their God-given purpose, it's important for us to understand you and I are going to play a part and that it's not something well the pastors do that we just attend we just watch and we, we it's almost like that's something out there no you are connect church you don't go to connect church you are connect church wherever you are wherever you go whatever you do you are connect church we must understand that we must grasp that today but everybody, everybody say everybody. everybody. Say it one more time. Come on, everybody. everybody. Tap your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you too. Come on. 
everybody who is Connect Church has a part to play, whether big or small, we all have a part to play. If we don't understand it, we'll end up like that, that story, which I've quoted a few times over the years, but it's, it's called Whose Job Is It Anyway? And it goes like this. It says, everybody was sure somebody would do it. Everybody was sure somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. It was everybody's job, but everybody blamed somebody because nobody did what everybody should have done. Can I hear an Amen. Your Connect Church. Everything we do, everything we are, everything, uh, 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 how we live, how our lives, all of that is going to have an impact on how people understand Connect Church. See, you and I, you and I make a difference to how people see, how people think, how people uh, uh, perceive or feel about Connect Church, and ultimately how they will feel or perceive or think about Christ. See, the Bible says we are his hands and his feet. The Bible calls us ambassadors of God. Uh, but again, what type of ambassadors are we? If we do not understand that this call to action, this call to connect uh, people to Christ, to connect people to this life changing power of Jesus, if we don't understand that we have a role to play, that we are his hands and his feet. It's not just the, the, the pastoral professionals. It's not just the paid staff or the, uh, uh, those who are leaders or whatever, that all of us as his disciples, because my Bible tells me that we're all ministers. Come on, somebody. You don't have any more anointing than someone uh, else or uh, than me. I'm not like, you know, I've got like, just a next, next level anointing. No, you, you, if we know Jesus, he's the anointed one. You've got that anointing. You can pray and, and declare healing over people's lives. You can say to demons, come out and, and, and go. And because, again, it's never been about you. It's about the power of Jesus at work inside of you. It's so important that we, 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 we grasp this for we are his hands and his feet. And you and I make a difference to how people see, perceive, feel, and think about Connect Church. And as I said, ultimately, ultimately Christ. See, how we act, how we act, not just in here. Because sometimes, I mean, if we're honest, if we're in here, we act, we're on our best behavior. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to Jesus. Oh. But how we act outside, come on. When nobody else, when pastors can't see you. Or so all of that affects our lives and, and affects how people will see Connect Church. Yeah, he goes to Connect Church. How we act, how we talk, how we talk out there. Makes a difference to how people perceive and, and, and think. How you, how you talk about the church. Oh, man, I got to go to church this week. You don't got to, you get to. Hey, man, hallelujah. You don't got to, you get to. I go, you know what? If you're going, oh, yeah, I want you to come down the pub with us and have a drink. No, 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 no. I've got to go to church this weekend because God, man, last week I went there and God did something powerful in my heart. And I know if I don't, if I don't get into church, they go, wow, there's something different 
about that person. How you act, they will see you. And, and ultimately, that's how they will see Christ. How we, how, how we talk about uh, the church. If we say, oh, church is like this, and they're all so clicky or whatever. Well, then that's how people will perceive your church. But here's the thing. If you even think like that, hey, can I just say that? Uh, you're the church. You're the church. How you talk about your leaders and how you talk about your pastors and how you talk is important. It's important not because, well, look, we're just so special and we really need you to say nice things. No, no, because again, this is not about us. This is about Jesus. This is about winning people to him. It's about creating a place. And I, I know this, that God inhabits the praises of his people. And as we do that, and we, we, we how you speak, how you talk will be how people perceive and see what the church is like. It's important. Our attitudes, our attitudes will have an impact. They will, they will either build up or they will tear down. Remember what Paul said when speaking of the authority that he had in Jesus. He said, this is this, this authority which has been given to me in 2 Corinthians 13, 10. It has been given for me, not so I can go around bossing people, not so I can go around just saying, look at me, look at my anointing, don't touch the Lord's anointing. No, he says, the authority which the Lord has given me is for building up and not for tearing down any authority. And all of us have a measure of authority and whatever it is, it should always be whenever you're speaking about his church, whenever you're speaking about about his bride, whenever you're speaking about his plan A, because there isn't a plan B, whenever you're speaking about uh, those things, you should do so to build up and not to tear down. It's not that no, no, there's no perfect church like we say. If you find the perfect church, don't join it. You'll spoil it. There's no perfect church. There. Why? Because you and I are here. You and I are here. And we have problems and we have, uh, have issues, but, but, but well, yeah, probably I do. But the, 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 the thing is, we have stuff that we're all walking. None of us are perfect, right? Some of you are, no, I'm all right. <laughs> That's an issue right there. I mean, if we're sitting there going, man, yeah, you know, we've got it all together. The truth is we are all people in need of God. And we're all, all people who need the saving power of God to touch, uh, touch uh, uh, our lives. I don't know about you, but uh, for me, I can't do life without God. I can't do it. And, and, and so we, we're aware that there is weakness among us. We're aware that there is, and I don't want to be a church that's like a white, Wash tomb, look how amazing I am. I don't know why I'm walking like that, but I should look how amazing I am, or, or whatever. It is. We've got to realize we're going to have struggles, we're going to have difficulties, and we're going to have pain, and we're going to have stuff that. So, I want this to be a church where, where people can uh, be real, but I want us to also be ones who are not just fixed on our problems, but rather our potential and God and what God can do. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding. What God can do through our lives as we submit our lives to him. And the way we speak and the way we act, are we building up or are we tearing down? This year, let this year be a one that you build. Let this year be one that you know, so people come to you, well, what about this? And I don't know why they're doing this. No, no, just, just be, be ones that say, hey, you, you know what? If you've got an issue with that, go and talk to them. But I don't want to hear that because I'm believing God for great things. I'm believing for God to do a, 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 amazing things in the course of life.
See, you and I, as we understand that we are Connect Church. We are Connect Church. You and I will become the lens through which people see Connect Church. You will become the lens through which people will perceive what Jesus is like. And I always remember John Steele, Pastor John Steele, who we just went to Napier yesterday, celebrated his 80th, uh, 80th birthday. And uh, just what I, what I, for those who know John, it was just a great, a great time. I quickly drove up and, and, and came back. And, and he would say this uh, uh, to us when he'd speak to us. He's like, the, our Sunday mornings are like our shop window. They're, they're like the place that we can uh, uh, see. And as I thought about that I, over the years, I thought, yes, that's true. They, they are like our shop window. What we do here, we, we uh, again desire to uh, do our best and really set things up. And, and, and uh, uh, again, our heart is to do things excellently. And for, for me, the most excellent way is the way of love. We want to certainly certainly do that. And so, so we want to do things as best we can. But here's something I thought about a shop window. A shop window is not something you look at. It's something you look through. And so my heart is, is that as we look at what we do here, that people would not see us or uh, those things, but rather they would look through and, and, and be able to see Jesus in the midst of it. And so I don't want anything that we're doing in our lives as Connect Church to be something that blurs the lens. That, come on, somebody. That is something that blurs and makes it difficult for people to see Jesus. That's my heart. People would come here and see him. They would, they would, they would sense him. They would sense his, his presence. Have you ever dealt with a business and found their representative to be rude? You ever had one of those telephone calls and, and, and um, you know, you know, you're, or you're talking to some customer service representative and they're just rude? Uh, uh, back, how many know when that happens? Uh, uh, going to America, I was booking a a, a car this week uh, over there from for when we're over there, and I remembered Pastor Michael Murphy when he was here. He sharing the store of a story of a rental car he went to in America, and it wasn't what he what he said. And he was making he's saying to the guy, the customer service guy. He was like, uh, you know, come on, you should step it up a bit and be doing things. I paid for this and do this. Don't you even care? And the guy said this. He said, I don't get paid enough to care. How many know you're probably never going to use that business again? Isn't it great when people go extra mile and some business uh, works to help you out? When we were going to India just recently, I just want a little avatar for Singapore Airlines. They were amazing. They changed our flights, which gave us a bit of a uh, shock. Didn't tell us last minute. But then Anita nicely wrote them a, 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 an email and, and said, look, I don't want to put this on Facebook. I just want to let you know, hey, we were quite disappointed with that. But they ended up saying, thank you for not putting that on Facebook. Appreciate that. But we want to provide you hotels for all the whole team, everything in Singapore. When you come and uh, we'll put hotels going, hotels coming, all the things, we'll pay for it all, uh, it would be a couple of thousand dollars worth, and they did it, don't you just love stuff like that, they're free promotion for Singapore Airlines right there, but doesn't that make you want to do business with them, doesn't that make you want to do it? Friend, if we're about the Father's business, how much more, do we, we're not to be ones who say, well, I'm not paid enough to care, I'm not, no, we've got to understand all of us here, every single, it's not about the professionals, every single one of us has a part to play. When we come into the house of God, we have a part of you. You're not just participants. Uh, uh, sorry, you're not just uh, uh, consumers. You're participants in what God is wanting 
to do. So if we're about our Father's business, how much more should we be doing everything we can to remove obstacles that could get in the way of people connecting with Jesus and helping them find their purpose? So what you do at Connect Church really does make a difference. And that's why I say things like this. If, if Connect Church is going to be a church that praises God with all we've got, that means if you're Connect Church, you need to praise God with all you've got. We're not here, as uh, the song was, I don't know, they were playing that song, but we're, we're not trying to put on a show. We're not trying to, I mean, and, and if we were, that would be kind of sad. That'd be kind of sad if we were just trying to put on a show. But we, we, we praise Him with everything we've got. Why? Because He saved me. Because He turned my life around. For me, as a drug addict, messed up. I don't know what your story is, but everybody has a story. And you are here today because of the grace of God that He worked. Come on, somebody. And He did something and He turned your life around. And because of that, we can come in today and just say, thank you, Jesus, and praise Him because He's turned our life around. And amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And we can praise Him because he, we know He inhabits the praises of His people. So uh, we, we don't come in and, and just go, okay, let's just see what the worship band's got. No, no, we're going to come in today and we're ready to worship. It doesn't matter where we're sitting. Why? Because, again, that's how people will perceive. If you're standing there and just like, now I'm not saying don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't send me letters anyway. I'm going to America. Enough time to let you cool down. But, the, 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 but, but it's so important for us yeah. to realize that you are Connect Church. If we're to have extravagant worship, it's not from here, it's from there. Those who come to the church for the first time, they want to see, oh, these guys actually believe what they're talking about. These guys actually, I think that these people seem pretty convinced of what it is that God is doing in their lives. And I think sometimes we can get used to what happens here on a weekend, week out type of basis. We can get used to it, and we don't realize how much it can touch people's lives. We had our uh, um, Anita's sister and brother-in-law from London. They came to church for the uh, first time last week. They haven't been to a church site uh, like this, and, and when we did the altar call and the 11.15 service, they, were, along with many others, put their hand up to receive Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Thank God for that. So we've hooked them up and got them, uh, showed them how to work his iPad so he can watch the sermons in London now. And so we're live to London. Good morning, London. How are you doing? Uh, so it's, but it's, the, the, the thing is that when we do that, we, we just come every week and we just get used to how it's going. And we, we don't understand. He, John, he, he said, he said, I, I don't know. I was in there and my heart was just, I've never felt so emotional In my life, he's like, I'm crying. He's like, I don't know what's happening to me. It's the presence of God. Sometimes we can get used to it. But again, when we create, every one of us comes in, we create an atmosphere. That's why I said, if if Connect Church is gonna be a place of extravagant praise, then you need to bring extravagant praise. Why? Because you are Connect. You are Connect Church. What you do makes a, difference. That's why I say things like this, for Connect Church to be a friendly church, you must be friendly. Two of you said, yeah. 
I'll say that again. Maybe the microphone's not working. I said, for Connect Church to be a friendly church, you must be friendly. Come on. Because you're Connect Church. If you're Connect Church and you say, I'm not sure if the church is friendly, I just ask the question, are you friendly? If you rush away after a service, no desire to invest into people, are you friendly? You know, after any service, I love the, the interaction between friends and family. But today, my, my challenge to all of us is that we must be conscious of others. When I'm talking about being friendly, I, I, I want you to under, understand, I, I'm not talking about chatting with your friends or chatting with your mates or with your buddies. It, it's really being conscious about those who are standing alone or, or are new and making every person here who comes feel welcome. For Jesus said this, if you just love people and if you just love your buddies, basically, Adam International Version, if you just love your buddies, what difference? Everybody does that. Matthew 5, verse 46, you know it. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Not even the ta- are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet, and I love this, only your own people. If you greet only your own people, how much time do we spend just greeting our own people? Nothing wrong with that. But again, if somebody comes here and And we're so busy just greeting our own people and not being conscious of, well, why is that person standing alone over there? Why is that person no one talking talking to? They're gonna go away from going, man, not a friendly church yet. We feel, man, oh, we're such a good talk to so-and-so. If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? In the message version, that same passage says this. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. The bar is set high. The standard has been raised. Grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. What am I saying? Just include people in your circle. If you see someone standing alone, just say, hey, come over here. Well, I'm not an usher pastor. I'm not a leader. I'm not a pastor. Do we really need to be a leader to be friendly? Do we really need to be an usher to uh, talk to someone? We think like that. That moves into the everybody thought somebody would do it. And nobody did it. If Connect Church, our church, is going to be a friendly church, we must be friendly. Once again, tap your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you. Come on. (laughs) Say, ouch. It is my job as a pastor to equip and train. So take this as training today. Take this as equipping today. Because each in here can only talk to so many people, but I want to make you conscious of the other. I can tell you at the end of the service, you're going to be the most friendliest people. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, hello, 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 hello. Well, that's what I hope. 
And if we're going to build true community, maybe, maybe even step it up a level from there. Maybe even invite, I know this is real scary, scary terror, invite someone for lunch. Because if we define church by this hour that we spend together, we've missed the meaning of brotherhood. We've missed the meaning of uh, fellowship. Church is far more than a Sunday. It should touch our Monday. It should touch our Tuesday. Come on. And people say sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't have the right plates. I don't know if I can't have people around. I don't have the right. I haven't got the, the, you know, I've never, I've been to lots of people's houses and I've never gone, look at the plates. Look at the plates, man. Come on. Paper plates, whatever. I'm just glad to be there to, to fellowship and hang, hang out. Buy a rotisserie chicken, get some chicken rolls, have some fish and chips, uh, go down to the beach, not today, and sit and talk. Hebrews 13 verse 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for what so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And those kids running around your house <laughs> might not seem like angels when they're there, but you just don't know what God is going to do. And I often at the end of a service will say, turn to the person next year and say, hey, I'm buying you coffee. And people think I'm doing that as a joke, but I'm, I, I'm actually doing that on purpose to give you an opportunity to say to that person next to you, why don't you come with me? Come to my house for lunch. Come, I'm gonna buy you a coffee. Come, I'm gonna, I just wanna get to know you a little bit bit better you and I are connect church so use us oh Lord connect Pete to connect people to Jesus and their purpose let this not just be a statement on the wall but our vision and our passion because we know a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will build a great church. Every head bowed and every eye closed with this very friendly church. Lord, help us, Father God, to live this out, to be conscious of the stranger, to understand, help us be the everybody taking responsibility, being an extra mile Christian, an extra mile follower of you. Help us to live our lives. Help us not to leave it to somebody else. Help us to be responsible, to take on that responsibility for your name's sake.